I'm Keith. And I'm John. And this is... Flamadiddle. Your somewhat reliable source of information. For most things, Keith. Most things only. Alright. So what are we talking about today, John? Well, we're talking about going and supporting the widows. Keep it up. We got enough money for one widow. If you don't know what that means, then go to GoFundMe and search Flamadiddle. Absolutely. Alright, so today, Keith... Today is hot. 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 As... Just really hot, right? It's so yeah. hot. Keith, how hot is it? Well, it's so hot, Canada had to build a wall to keep me out. <laughs> it's so hot that Jehovah's Witness started telemarketing. Oh, Keith. It's <laughs> pretty bad, That's it? hot, man. It's so hot, I saw a meth head putting the uh, copper back in an air conditioner earlier. Oh, man. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, it's so hot, my chickens produced hard-boiled eggs. Right on, brother. Man, you know if the meth heads are putting the copper back up. It's done anyway. got hot in Alabama. I was wondering when it was going to get there, but I think it made it today. It is hot. I looked on the uh, weather app the other day. It, it was The sun had already gone down, and I thought, man, it is still so hot outside. What is going on? So I looked to see what the humidity was. It was 96% humidity. That is insane. And when you start hitting, when you get above 90 degrees and you get near 100% humidity, it's just, it's oppressive. Yeah. It's it oppressive, is. Keith. It's, it just gets all over you, man. It gets all over you. You can't cut through it. I know it. Thank God for air conditioning. There, That would be a good Flumadiddle podcast. The genesis of air conditioning. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. But you know what air conditioning did? Some people say, Keith. It made it, its uh, sissies. Yeah, and it killed great southern literature. Really? You think back, people like sitting out on the porch. William Faulkner. You think of uh, folks like that that have this, there's such passion and intensity in the writing. Yeah. You know, and you're sitting out on your porch, man, imagine, or even in your house that has, maybe you're lucky you got a fan and it's 97 degrees with 95% humidity. You just, ugh. So, such intensity in that. Yeah, man. I but bet then I they could get write. all that air conditioning and you're just all chill and it's cool. And the, I bet the I could write pretty down. passionately about my air conditioning. I'm just Shoot, saying. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so today, man. We're going to talk about um, different kinds of animal capabilities and how humans use similar techniques, right? Right. So Either um, personally or technologically. Yeah. Biologically or technologically, if you did will. Did you get a lot of uh, personal ones? I got one personal one. Well, I think we're going to have the same so guy. We'll the is same is guy. his last name start with a K and end with an H? Uh, sure. I was just going to say there's a guy, but yeah. Okay. So John's did better research. He's got his name. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start out because you know the big ones, Keith, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about camouflage. Yeah. Echolocation and sonar. Those... And, and along with that, um, you know, night vision and targeting, you know, just okay. different forms of sight. You know? I got you. So those are the biggies. But let's, before we dig into the meat of this, let's have a little appetizer, Keith. Okay. Like, I'm talking about a delicious, like, kind of appetizer, like, like some fried cheese sticks. Man. This yeah. is like the fried cheese sticks of Flumadiddle. It's so hot that my son caught a catfish the other day, and it was already fried. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> All right. Okay, enough with the hot jokes. <laughs> All right, do it, man. All right, man. So um, Speaking how, of hot. Yeah, let's go. Our mic's a little hot. Is it? Yeah. I'll back up a little bit. We're good. Am I louder than usual or something? Yeah, it's pretty loud. I'm just excited to be here, man. I'm ex- I know, man. You can't yeah. help it when you're excited because it's a little bit hot back here. I was moving today, and my muscles are screaming at me. <laughs> so, so you've been hot all day, Keith. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man. I sweat at buckets. All right. All right I did Keith, take so a shower, though, for you John's did. sake before. I know. I did, too, man. I, I quaffed and groomed yeah. all over. Every nook and crevice and cranny. All right. It's clean. To fresh. you, my brother. All right. All right. So what we got... got? Uh, 
hive mentality or hive swarming. mentality. So you think of like bees and wasps. I think of wasps. Wasps. Yellow jackets, Keith. I do not like them things. I got popped seven times. Seven. Didn't your wife and your dog jackets. get hit too? Yeah, my wife got hit twice. My dog got hit in the ear. My little boy got hit twice. Yeah. Keith, there are super hives, they say, in Alabama this year. Over 90 super hives yeah. that are upwards of the size of a Volkswagen. Yeah, it's like five foot by ten or something. It's crazy, dude. I saw that on... Uh, they were warning about them. They're on like every Shelby County. They're on. Was putting it's out been a NPR, Fox News, CNN, man, all the major no news outlets are like talking about super hives in Alabama. Man. Yellow jacket super hive. That's one thing we just don't need. All right, so tell us about that hive mentality. So basically, it's a form of communication, right? It's a small communications that go throughout a swarm. And, uh, I, man, have you ever seen the starlings do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, when they swoop and swerve all over the sky. Dude, that is it's the a, coolest thing. Yeah, it is so cool. And you're like, how in the world do they communicate like that? But it's it's something to do with, like, the they can be very aware of what's going on all the way on the other side of the swarm, you know? Right. But, um, so, anyway, we use similar type of communication ourselves even today in, in today's drones have y'all have you seen some of these uh drone shows and stuff that they do i haven't but i talked to my wife a little bit about it before we started i said imagine if you had all these little tiny drones that had the uh yellow jacket hive mentality i know right that'd Somebody be terrible programmed dude. it into it oh my gosh so you got like fifteen thousand little two inch drones that are and they have like some kind of explosive capability or that's something. terrible it is terrible we don't need that we don't need that nobody needs that but they have actually i've seen videos where the military has started using drones that have they have an algorithm that is similar to like hive mentality they can it's ai so it's like it, you don't have to control every single drone they will follow each other and it's like a swarm it's insane. That's crazy man yeah it's crazy looking so we also have other forms of communication that we use in military. Uh, come in. <laughs> come bad. in. Oh, okay. That's about that. Um, Chester's here. <laughs> I got you. Chester drawers. <laughs> the word for the day is Chester drawers. Chester drawers. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. So uh, we use, you know, radio's been around for, you know, years, but nearly 100 years, right? We right. Got, um, these heads-up displays is kind of a new thing with the military. Is that that stuff like you see on TV where they're, like, drawing crap in the middle of the air or something? I guess a little bit. Like, it's just this visor that goes down over the, the military's helmets. Oh, okay. And it'll put information. Kind of like a Google Goggles type thing. Yeah. Or glasses Very much or like Google Glass or something. Yeah, I got you. It'll put information up on their display. And, uh, and you know, even primitively we've been using hand signals for years the military still uses hand signals you know so we have like this this hive mentality where everybody in the group knows what's going on and will gotcha. react to it you know that's so that's cool. that's one of our lesser ones right right what's right but you, can, I, can i hit on that real quick okay did you see i saw a uh, i believe it was a scientific american article that i found he was suggesting that our own reasoning and decision making process was a hive process hmm. that like we all hear multiple voices in our head when we're making decisions or ruminating over things 
and that's not a bad thing necessarily. But even conflicting opinions and decisions. It's about time somebody told me the voice is yeah. It's not a bad <laughs> it's thing. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, which, by the way, on a whole different note we won't dive into today, I, I've had a, a much better handle on that kind of process because those voices can get carried away. And we're not talking about mental illness. Right. But we're talking about you're trying to make a, a good decision thoughts. about something and yeah. your thoughts and your you know, you're justifying why you need to do this or that. And this other voice is like, no, you don't need to do that because of this. You're hashing stuff out. You're internally processing. Right. So they suggested, or he did, that that internal process is those individual, um, what are they? Neuro- not neurons, but whatever the stuff is in your brain, you know. It's neurons, ain't it? Is it neurons? Neurons firing. Yeah. yeah, the neurons firing. Yeah, I hope so. If not, yeah. somebody will tell us. Like I said, <laughs> we're somewhat reliable. Yeah. Well, anyway. You didn't study those, for the, that podcast. You exactly. studied for differently. But what was neat about it was that those all those different things are firing off. Yeah. But they don't understand that ultimately they're going to come together into a unified thing, which at the center of a hive, right, is the queen. Yeah. So there's this hive mind. There's this connection of the group, sometimes called groupthink. Oh, okay. Which can be a good or bad thing. So depending. that's within your own brain. You're that's saying? what he's Some saying. Kind of is center there that, that keeps you centered? Yeah. Yeah. Be still and know that I am God. Right? There you go. <laughs> sometimes we got to do that. Exactly, man. So I've got a spiritual aspect to that of getting my thoughts in order about your will being this function of the spirit yeah. and being able to choose take all those voices and synthesize them and say okay but now I'm going to do this right, but anyway it was just neat the idea of he says your mind is a hive mind That's cool, and it man. comes to consensus when it needs to yeah alright next sometimes mine don't come to consensus I know it's like it just argues with each other and that causes cognitive dissonance Keith but that's a whole different podcast dissonance, dissonance. that sounds like a word for the day if you ask me I'm just saying Dissonance. Yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. All right. So, all right. So, another little appetizer here. What about armor, man? We see uh, armor in the animal world all the time, even in the insect world. Around here, we got possums on a half shell. We do. Now, we did not have armadillos. We didn't have armadillos when I was a kid. You remember that? Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing them when I was little. Now, when I was a teenager, I had a job down south, and I'd drive up and back and forth um, on the weekends sometimes. Well, um, I remember seeing them in the South, but I didn't. We didn't have them up here. You're in the South right now, Keith. A uh, South Alabama. Okay. Southern Alabama. L.A. Yeah, L.A. Lower Alabama. Lower Alabama. So, which shout out to Ozark in the Slacks. Heck yeah. Hopefully, we're gonna put a, some billboard stuff down in Dothan, Alabama, maybe. Yeah, and you know, if you've seen our billboards lately, uh, uh, let us know. You know, maybe we'll. Please do. I would love to see how that's going. Take a so. picture of it and. Uh, we might give you some. Yeah, exactly, dude. If you can get a flumadiddle yeah. billboard, I'd love to see it myself. And yeah. we don't have any around here. No, we don't have any, so we, we don't get to see them. It's like the LED it's... digital billboard, so you get about a 10-second flumadiddle blurb or something. Yeah, the last one we did was fish farts. We fish, fish farts. farts I had a goldfish farting out bubbles. It was funny. All right. Right yeah. on. Man. <laughs> so we got these exoskeletons, Keith. So yeah, here's so the thing. The so I want to be like Iron Man. This one. I, I shot an armadillo with a paintball gun the other day. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> It was on my land. We were playing paintball, and I, I didn't have anything else. And I was those things are a pest if people don't know. They can have rabies, annoying. too. I did not know that. Yes, they I, Well, I mean, I guess I probably assumed that. But, I mean, they're in, they're, they dig big old holes on your right. land, though. They're, Dirty heathen. So I shot it with a paintball gun because that's what right. I had. <laughs> I didn't like it too much. It ran in its hole. I bet it did. So, anyway, what was, I'm sorry. Iron Man? No, I want to be like Iron Man. Gotcha. Right? That's what we're man. getting at. That'd be awesome. What about, oh, you know what's out? Well, now I don't know if I want to be like Iron Man now, but I'm not going to give any spoilers. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Cicadas, man. Cicadas, all right. You know, you see their little thing. They come up every what? Is it prime number? Like weird years, like 7, 17, 23. They show up every 17 years, some of them. Yeah. And you know how they leave their little husks on the tree? Yeah, the, yeah cicadas are kind of neat. Like uh, we, we hear them all the time in Alabama. People's like, well, how can we hear them all the time if there's, you know, if they're like three year cicadas or seven years? But there's so many different species that they're, right. there's, they have what every once in a while. I know that we're going on some we're, rabbit trails. We're, we're off the yeah, cuff. That's okay, that's though. Okay. People like these rabbit trails. So, like, what, every once in a while, you'll have what's called a silent year okay. where there's no, like there's no species that are out that year. And it happens very rarely. But then you don't hear the cicadas in Alabama. Anyway, cicadas, if you don't know, Crickets make this and awful noise. It's like a rare and different wow, tune. Wow, wow, I love it, dude. Wow. You know what that, that says to me? That's it's like hot. a Bill Big Because they do it when it's hot. Flashing summer. Yeah. It's just summer, <laughs> summer, summer. All right. Yeah, they so, do it when it's really hot. The exoskeleton thing, what about for our purposes? We generally, we're thinking like Iron Man. Yeah. But the true stuff where you see the experimental stuff going on is either industrial Right, yeah. so that people can perform heavy-duty tasks for longer periods of time. Or there's one, was it Suit X? There's a guy who's a paraplegic. Yeah. They're trying to increase mobility in those with disabilities, like bionics. That's cool. We I can rebuild him. Using it for that purpose. Now, that would be cool, something like that. But really, yeah. um, a lot of those are still tethered because battery technology. That's it, the batteries. That's the problem, right? Now, um, and Lock- dexterity. Lockheed Martin came up with one called the onyx which is just the lower body um exosuit so it doesn't have the upper body with your arms it just has lower body right and it, it increases human capability around 25 percent for eight hours that's not to be confused with louis bodies that's like a whole different <laughs> that is thing. a different thing yeah. <laughs> so uh lower body lower body so anyway uh I, that's kind of a big deal i know it don't sound like much but think of a quarter more you know faster run and quarter faster whatever capabilities for one eight one, hours yeah one of the ones i saw who actually make vehicles but you don't see them very often daewoo d-a-e-w-o-o they're actually one of the world's biggest shipbuilders, and they've been trying to research to find to do an exoskeleton where people can carry around like 100 and 200 kilogram chunks of metal yeah without having to have forklifts or stuff like that they can just carry the stuff around and yeah so the military really doesn't have these yet, but there is kind of a race to to get them. You right. know, you know the Russians, the Americans, Chinese are all in this race. Hey, who can be the first one to get these? Who can be capable? Iron Man first? Yeah. So Our what keys. we do have though is we have Kevlar and titanium and ceramic plates and um, and also another hope for the future is nanotechnology. I think that's way far off. It's a whole other podcast and uh, graphene sheets. Graphene. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the stuff they make fishing line out of, right? I think I bought some Zebco graphene. Did you? My okay. Rod. I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. know. But anyway, right. yeah, they say that you could, like, they they have shot, like, microscopic bullets toward these sheets. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> John's going to be big eyes for some reason. It's freaking well, out. It's a, I'm getting ready for the next section. Okay. We're about to hit he's, the meat of the section. excited. Anyway, right, you can put like, we're like two 15 of these graphene in, sheets man. and stop like a microscopic bullet. So they're just kind of in the research. Of I got you. Okay. okay. So that's the future thing. All right. So let's get to the big one for John. The big eyes. Two of them. We got two big ones. We got two big ones. We got camouflage. Why don't we start with camouflage, Keith? Okay. So like, what's some of the best uh, camouflage in the animal world? Well, I definitely think of uh, octopus. 
Yeah. Octopi. Octopi. And what's the other one? Uh, just another cephalopod. Squid can do it too. Squid. Cuttlefish. But what? Cuttlefish. Yeah, cuttlefish. Oh my gosh. All dude. the cephalopods. Like cephalopods that yeah. can actively change colors and pattern. They're like a psychedelic light show built into a creature. Yeah, it's very quick too. Like we know the yes. chameleon, right? The chameleon though is a little bit he more gradual. He kind of takes his time. He's chill. Yeah, but these octopi and uh, squid, they can do it quickly. It's right. Like they it's get on a rock and boom. I think it was a there's it. Yeah. I mean, that is so insane. It now, is. Now, that's... Uh, frogs also have a similar process, okay. but they're more like chameleons. It takes some time. It takes a little time. That just blows me away. I saw a thing one time. I think it was on the cuttlefish. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it blew my mind, dude. And I believe chameleons and frogs use uh, chromatophores, but the, the cephalopods, they use a different process to do that, right? Sure, if you say so, I don't. I didn't. Get I think that you far mentioned along. that earlier. Well, it? well, there's two different kinds of camouflage. There's a mimesis, okay. where you act like you're a different thing. So, like, let's say, like a praying mantis or something, or one of the little insects that looks like a stick. Yeah, the stick bugs. Yeah, it stick bugs. Like a stick. So it looks like a stick. And then there's the cryptesis. I think it was something like that. You have to check us. That's more of the pattern-oriented thing. Yeah. So think of other animals like that. Would be like a zebra. Oh yeah, tigers yeah. just breaks up the pattern. Leopard in, in the field, you know. So yeah, exactly. And so what all would those, you call that kind? I think it was cryptesis. There was mimesis, which is mimicking something. Yeah. So I think ours would be more cryptesis. It human. would. Most yeah. of the stuff we're talking about. So now, hey, when I was looking this up, I didn't realize how camouflaged owls were. I saw some pictures. I was like. Man, you can barely see that owl. But they're very camouflaged. Now, there's some that don't have... You don't think of specifically using camouflage, but think about animals that are in the desert. Yeah. You know, they tend to be... You don't just tend to see color. a bright green lizard in the desert. They just right. tend to be kind of more blend in with their environment to it's start like with. like they know that they need to live they in the know. desert. It's weird. Okay, so um, camouflage had a um, an evolution in the military for sure, and... It kind of goes hand in hand, John, with the with the bullet, right? With the rifling bullet. Yes, it did, Keith. Mm-hmm. Back in the way backs, what they have? Swords or, Sword. <laughs> you know, or clubs, I guess. To start, I with. guess I was jumping forward to the gun time. They had okay. a musket. Where well, you could, well, I mean, if you think about it, though, musket they they did battle with muskets similar to how they did with swords. Right. You just kind of line up and go yeah. at it. Uh-huh. So it's like you can see the guy shooting a musket from 30 yards away, and you could probably dodge, like do a yeah. flip. And what do they call it? Volleying? Volleying. Volleying. They just yeah. take their turn. Like that. Ain't that some crap? You just stand in a bunch of lines. Oh, and like, in the front. All right, the archer dudes. All right, y'all's turn. Yeah. Which we'll get into that more later because we have maybe have a series coming up on the warrior ethos. So anyway, the there was kind of a transitional period of warfare as bullet technology progressed, right? So, so you, you had, go to a rifle. Yeah, and so there was riflemen even in the Revolutionary War in right. during that period because the bullets were starting to get better. But they still had that similar type of warfare, but then you had some guerrilla warfare kind of on the side, which actually helped us win. Let's right. beat those dirty Brits, you know. So. We love the Brits. We do love the Brits, just not back then. But especially we, we love the Irish. The Brits back then, because the Irish don't like the Brits either. So, oh yeah, we like the <laughs> Irish as much. We love the Irish. So anyway, so guerrilla warfare though by World War One had completely taken over, right? Okay. You had the trenches, trench warfare. Oh, man. You had trenches, trench you had warfare. tanks, you had lots of stuff. Yeah. But now camouflage, as it is in nature, right, is a matter of life and death. Yeah. 
you know, now for a guy going out in Alabama, for those of you who aren't here and aren't used to something called hunting, you know, that basically for the guy going out to the woods to go deer hunting, obviously a deer is not going to jack him up if he's wearing bright orange. Right. But the deer might be spooked. Where on the other hand, if you're on the battlefield or you're an animal. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're an antelope and the lions are out hunting you. Yeah. You better hope you can blend into something. So there was definitely pattern advances over the years, right? Yeah. You, speaking of World War One, can I say one? You may have it. No, but you know what one of the neatest things? All right, Keith, it was a type of camouflage that they did on ships. Oh, okay. Dazzle camouflage. Dazzle. Did you look that up? Dazzle. Razzle dazzle. What was that? I didn't say that one. Oh, man, it was so cool. So imagine a ship. Mm-hmm. You know, we think of World War Two or now. You know, you see a destroyer, and it's like green. It's like army green right. or some kind yeah. of something. It's very obvious. Or even a ship back in the olden days, even, you They're know. kind of battleship Spanish gray Spanish armada. Right. Yeah. Battleship gray. Mm-hmm. Or Spanish armada or the British Navy, Her Majesty's whatever. So anyway, it's obvious where they're going and where they're headed and what they look like. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So the dazzle thing was, it's not that you couldn't see them. Such a funny word. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> it's the dazzle I'm camouflage. dazzle you. But it was, lots of times would be like white and black geometric patterns. Yeah, okay. And it yeah, showed I, the same ship. I saw something like that on tanks. Some kind okay, of it's the same kind of deal. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. So it showed the same ship both ways, and you could tell that it was a ship. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you notice this is the front, and this mast is going this way. I mean, you couldn't tell it speed and direction. It broke it up so much that it was just kind of disorienting. Well, that's what camouflage like, is it does, coming really. To me? It's is supposed it? to break up the uh, silhouette, right? Exactly. And uh, and so they, they advanced a lot over the years, and you can get online and look at all the advancements of the military tech, uh, camouflage. You know what my favorite camouflage ever is, Keith? Which one? The tiger camouflage. I like that. Like one, Vietnam yeah. tiger. Yeah, that's like I like the that one. I have commandos. a shirt. I have a tiger shirt, a camouflage shirt. I'm right. Yeah, those so are I, cool. But like, um, there was one I saw that I think it, it was a uh, a proposal for the latest. I think it was what 2016 or 18 or something that they yeah. got new and they got rid of the digital because I was going to say failure. the digital looks stupid. Well, it was a big failure that was supposed to be universal and ended up not working in any situation. <laughs> yeah, know? they got the white digital for the I guess the mountains yeah. and the you know. The, well, you know what the problem was stupid. is they didn't put any black lines in it, and the so I was reading this article that said well without the black lines it does it has no 3D to it. I got you. And so you can still see the shape too much, you know. The oh, three-dimensional, okay. you know, Ness. illusion is what really right. breaks you up. And so, um, anyway, I saw this one, though, that I, it had this, like, really good black outlines around the shapes and stuff. And it uh-huh. really made it look 3D. And I was like, man. But they didn't ad- adopt that one. They went with a different one. Well, they but the one they went with is not bad either, though. Yeah, they right. didn't ask me. But. They don't. They don't. Anymore. But we they also have to. some technology advances in um, camouflage too, though, right, John? Okay, you're going to tell us about that right now, Keith. Okay, so like, <laughs> um, uh, there's a new one called Adaptive, which uses thousands of hexagonal plates that read the heat signature. Hexagonal. Is it? Keep going. This, that was a word. Hexagonal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm, a, I'm from Alabama. It's hexagonal, okay? Oh, man. Hexagonal. Yeah, they, they have a shot for that one, Keith. 
What are you talking if about? If you've got some kind of hexagonal <laughs> yes. issue, so I think okay. we got shots he- for that. Hexagonal <laughs> plates. <laughs> They read, the, they, they read the heat signature of the surroundings and then it heats and cools to match so it can mimic heat signatures of its surroundings. So oh, infrared goggles, okay. infrared technology won't be able to see it. And actually what's so oh, cool... Wow, which is that we're going to morph right into that key. Right. right. But what's so cool about that is because it's all these little hexagonal plates, they can actually make their heat signature look like a sedan or something. They can like make it cool? look like it's a sedan. And it's now, a that's pretty cool. Now, I didn't run up on any of that. And then, obviously, we've already had stealth technology, which they use two different ways to do that. You know, that is to um, deflect. guard a sense radar, right? Yeah, right. so deflect, that would be the shape of it. Right. And then they also have absorption material. Okay, too, I got you. So it absorbs the radar. So, why don't we just roll right over into that key okay so we're going to do some like sonar and echolocation type stuff heck yeah so what is sonar and radar all right well let's go to the echolocation okay we'll start with the animal world all right let's start yeah because we did on the last all right so in your animal world you've got the two biggies are bats and dolphins yeah and other toothed whales yeah whales yeah um so whatever it is right clicks pops sounds that you send out and basically that reflects off of something yeah and their brain is able to basically assess that process that and they're able to tell how far what speed where is this how big is it and i think we actually as humans use echolocation all the time our brains do without us knowing it to um, some degree yes yeah, to some degree because i have you ever heard of the uh the world's quietest room yes i have yeah, so I mean, like I said, this whole another podcast there. But when people go into the I world's quietest room, when they have podcast previously, what, but when they go in it, they actually can lose their balance because they can't hear their footsteps. That's weird, Isn't right? Isn't that weird? You that is so weird. So anyway, I think we use echolocation more when we know we do. Now, bats actually. Do you know what Keith? Bats actually have about equivalent vision to humans. You know, oh, really? you're blind as a bat. Bats aren't blind though, Keith. I didn't. But know. When they're flying at night, they still can't see. Right. And then they're nocturnal, so they're they nocturnal. To to see at night so somehow. generally nocturnal animals. So think, speaking of, the lovely opossum, which, by the way, for anybody who needs a old, about 120-year-old possum recipe, yeah. I've got one from one of my uh, previous patients, we shall say. Oh, well, that's awesome. Who okay. I've got about a 120-year-old uh, possum and sweet potato recipe, so if anybody needs that, feel free to be in touch. Never ate possum. I feel like it may be kind of tough and greasy. I don't it's know. It's greasy, I've yeah. heard for sure. So, what else has big eyes like that? The owls? Yeah, cats. they got great night vision. Cats can see better at night. Yeah. And they tend to have more rods than cones Yeah, in their mm-hmm. eyeballs, too. And well, so, we're all, we, I guess we got sideways because these two okay. things we'll are kind of mixed, we'll use right? both of those things, yeah. Because it's kind of mixed. We're talking about echolocation and sonar, but we're also talking about infrared, night sight, and that kind of thing. Different That's ways of seeing. Different ways yeah. of seeing. So in terms of sonar on the technological side, right, there's a couple kinds of sonar, passive and active. What's sonar stand for? Uh, sound, ra- sound navigation, something, I forget. Sound navigation and ranging. There you go. And then uh, radar would be... Uh, radio, something like that. So sonar, though, there's two kinds, right? Radio Active de- and passive. Radio detection and ranging. There you go. Yeah. So you can't have a sonar where you're just listening for stuff. Right. But then you have more of the sonar active, the echolocation things, where you're sending out something and waiting to hear the echo. Yeah, right. 
So, like, the subs in our military use both of those. Right. So, yeah. now, what about... Okay, so we mentioned a guy earlier named Kish. Or started Kish. to... He's a British dude, right? He apparently, due to cancer, lost both of his eyeballs at 13 months old. Yeah. This guy is amazing. He learned to echolocate as a child by clicking with his mouth. Yeah. With his tongue, yeah. I don't know how he does it, but he does it with his tongue. And he can literally ride a bicycle bicycle through busy streets. Yeah. It's crazy. I saw on the documentary I was watching, like, they sent him to a park he'd never been to before. And he can tell you stuff. Yeah. It'd be like, here's a tree. It's kind of weird shaped. And sure enough, it'd be this weird shaped tree. You know, and he'd be like, okay, we're coming upon a structure. Um, and he'd say, and he'd just start clicking you. And he'd say, it's a, it's a pavilion. And he'd like, he'd click a little more. He'd be like, and he'd say, there's some seating underneath. And it was like a uh, picnic table, you know. But That's just amazing, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And do you know, did you read the stuff about they wanted to they wanted to MRI him and his protege. Oh, he yeah. got a younger guy. I, I saw that, yeah. But dude, they, for whatever reason, that didn't work. But they like did microphones near their ears or something, and they got the sounds, and then they did an MRI separate. Anyway, whatever it came down to was they were able to tell that he that the part of his brain that normally would be associated with vision, vision yeah. would light up like a like fireworks when he was doing these sounds yeah so it's like he was seeing it in his mind something like that yeah so he was hearing it but it was processing in as his brain vision. as like a vision almost he was That's seeing so it. wild dude yeah. that is like totally superhero stuff man it is he's like daredevil they call him they actually call him batman yeah, I know. The right? He's the real like, Batman. Yeah, but that's because bats have echolocation. But he's more like Daredevil, really. Right. Yeah. God, I love that show. That's a good show. Why did Marvel have to screw that up with Netflix? Or right. wasn't Disney that did that? Disney Was it Disney? It? Did they? Disney's coming out with their own streaming service. So yeah, dirty all the Marvel, Marvel stuff off there. I hate it. They're gonna take over the world, man. They're trying to. So anyway, Google's um, gonna crush them though. Or <laughs> Apple won't. Or, or Amazon. Yeah. yeah. All so right. they have a. Sonar, radar is similar. It just uses so like sonar. Radar uses the same um, processes, but it uses radio waves, radio waves instead of because sonar is really for um, underwater, primarily. Primarily, and radio uh, radar is for above water. You right. Know, so you use radio waves to do the same thing. Yeah, you're bouncing stuff off of stuff and listening mm-hmm. for the bouncy stuff to come back. So and that's we, the technical explanation of it. And then we have infrared, which is a uh, it's hard to explain how infrared works. There's electromagnetic radiation, and it has a range of things like gamma rays, microwaves. Yeah, well, basically, light yeah. is on a spectrum. Yeah. And we have a very limited part of that spectrum that our eyes can see. Right. But another part of that spectrum would be infrared and ultraviolet. Yeah. And there are animals that can see into that spectrum of the light. So those are two types yeah. of electromagnetic um, radiation, right, which we use the infrared radiation and we have these sensors, and then those sensors can, through computers and stuff, display that onto a display to make us actually see right. in the dark. It's crazy, right? Kind of like the Predator. Yeah, it's neat. Um, and so targeting is the last one as far as seeing goes. Um, man, when I got hit by them yellow jackets, Ooh. Um, I don't know if people know this, but the yellow jacket, actually, when they sting you, they release inside their venom sack is a pheromone. 
and they release it when they sting you. Oh, so they try and to it, get more to come towards it you. It marks you as a oh. target. And so I'm running, dude, I Dirty run that, I run 100 yards down the road from these, and they were still popping me down the road. And I'm like, how in the world can they keep up with me and know where I'm at? Well, see, I, they stung me. I'm sitting here releasing dude, that target through the air. They're just following the trail. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? It is nuts. I hated it. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> So maybe so, you should carry, if you're going to be working out in Alabama this summer, take some cologne, and as soon as you get hit, epi. spray it. <laughs> yeah, take an EpiPen. So um, anyway, we have something similar. We have laser-guided bombs, and uh, we have uh, in the military. Well, so now they've kind of, that's kind of old-school technology. Now we're going to GPS bombs. GPS. The bombs can find their place in the world, you know, and actually hit crazy? a target. Yeah. Now GPS, there you go, speaking of targeting and location. That can be some handy stuff, just like power that each of us have. Can you imagine what it was was to navigate the ocean or something like hundreds of years ago? Yeah. And now most of us have a smartphone. Yeah. And crazy. You know it's right like, where you it's are. It's accurate to about three feet now. Exactly. So the advance has gotten it's crazy. So, all right, Keith, so here's a little application. Okay. If you could have any of these abilities yourself. Ooh. I have them all. What man. would you choose? I'm already superhero. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe like extreme camouflage. You know, really they're on the they're on the path. They're trying to actually do like predator type camouflage. You know, like That's using so technology crazy. and stuff like that. Well, we're not there, but they were right. wanting to get there. And um, yeah, it'd be cool to be like I invisible. I bet they are. You know, that's crazy. You could really sneak up on some folks. What about you, man? Which one would you want to have? Um, I'd want to fly. Really? Yeah. That's useless. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. That's great. (laughs) It would be cool to fly. All right, man. So anyway, um, just to add it thing, if you really want to look into how sonar works, man, I watched a movie called Hunter Killer with Gerard Butler recently. Got it off Redbox, and uh, it was really good. Gerard Actually, I bought it. Redbox had like a deal. It was like four bucks just to buy it, so I bought it. Oh, I got you. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that was uh, a good one about submarines. Right on, man. I think that's it, man. Well, that's pretty Got anything good. Anything else, dude? No, um, I think not, man. Let me say this. You know, um, another thing in the animal world is parasites sometimes use mind control. Oh, yeah. We talked about maybe diving into that next time, Keith. Yeah, so part two of this will be the mind controlling parasites and maybe how humans use mind control manipulation as well sometimes. Right? Oh, that sounds good. That sounds interesting. Thanks for listening, everybody. And hey, Keith, happy one-year anniversary. Heck, Yeah. I'm excited about that, man. We put out our first podcast just over a year ago, about a year and a week ago. Yeah. So Flumadiddle's going strong. Thank you all for listening. Tell everybody you know that this is the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts and like make them listen. That's right, man. Tell them you're going to hold them down and control their mind if they don't. And we love you guys and we appreciate you. At Do You Flumadiddle Facebook, doyouflumadiddle.com, doyouflumadiddle at gmail.com. And subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app. Yeah.